Hello friends, I'm your host Chris Thrill, I'm a former Royal Marines Commando, I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all 7 continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt Podcast. So we go and do this, we get taken out of this six month guard duty, you know, and we're we're off we're off a week up in Kiel and we do this um we do this sailing course. And while we're on this course, you know, four good mates, three good mates uh, on this course, and we're we're sailing the army's latest sort of racing yacht, uh, having the time of our lives, it was just fantastic. And we kept saying on the way back to Germany, because we sailed back across the Baltic. We said, oh, you know, we could just we could just keep going. You know, we had this and we could just keep going. We could go to the med. We could, you know, we would have to go back to the army. It's, you know, what's going on there? It's, um, it was dull. There was no prospects. There's no action. But it was, it was a lovely moon, moon, uh, full moon. And we were sort of walking back, striding back to camp in good spirits. And next thing you know, we're breaking into the cookhouse. We're getting 10 man rat packs. You know, we, the, beer, the yacht's still um, full of beer from, like, previous nights and stuff like that. So we've got, we're getting this thing. And uh, we, we start singing, you, you know, pirate songs, like we, you know, and all the rest of it. And, and, I, and I'm thinking I'm going along with it and all the rest of it. I'm the oldest. I'm, I'm one of the oldest there. We get down to the jetty. And and the idea was we, we would sleep one night on the yacht and then we'd go back to camp the next day, right? So the lads are like, right, let's go, we're off, you know. And um they start undoing the un- undoing the mooring, right? And um I'm I'm squat, I'm sat, you know, on, on the jetty, right? It's uh yeah, it's really lovely warm nights, got a t-shirt on, I can see the stars, the moon's out. I just remember looking at this sort of, you know, this yacht and these lads and they're going, right, Nick, come on, let's go. And, and I was at the, you know, the bow of the, of the yacht on with the last, you know, the last cleat sort of thing. Are you really sure about this? And they're like, Nick, you know, you're with us or you're against us, you know, come on. And they start singing all this. And I just thought, fuck it, you know, let's go. And I just took one loop off this cleat Chuck the the sheet onto the onto the boat uh, onto the yacht. Jumped on, jumped aboard, and we we just drifted out into this main main shipping channel off of um, Kiel. We got the motor going, and we just we're just heading out. We're heading out to sea, and it's like we're singing, we're singing pirate songs. We're like life on the ocean waves and all this kind of thing. And then there's like there's this noise below decks, right, and this. Fucking full screw. Like he well, unbeknown to us, he'd driven up from our unit to to drive from the MT to drive us back to camp, right? And um he goes, What the f-? he came up from below deck sort of thing and he's like, What the f are you lot doing? No one's saying anything, he goes, You're in the fing shit now. You don't know how much trouble you're in. Turn this fing boat around and get back to the get back to shore. You know, you're going to jail and all the rest of it. And we're like no, mate, you're the one that's in the shit. You know, this is our boat. We're going. We're off. We had no charts. We couldn't sail. Yeah, we've been on the piss, you know, on this course. Competent crewman is just, can you can you pull in, uh, the, you know, the foresail? Can you put up the mainsail? It's not like, can you navigate out of a main shipping channel? Can you, 
can you sort of uh, navigate yourself through the dark, you know, through the night? So we were, so this ball screw, which is a corporal, for those who don't know it, we've, we, and him and another guy, we've said, like, you know, you're either coming with us or you're, we're going to make you walk the plank, right? So we're three miles off, offshore in the main shipping channel. And, uh, this guy starts sort of stuttering and blubbering. And we're like, right, pulled the, uh, life raft. Inflated this life raft, you know, but we inflate it in the cat in the sort of, not in below deck, but in the cockpit. So we're all like psh, pull this button, you know, all this we're pushed up against the side of the um side of the yacht. I mean it's like it's laughable. Anyway, we chuck this eventually chuck this thing over. There's a bit of a struggle. We chuck this thing over the side, get the two lads, put them in this life raft, and we just cut them adrift. I mean, you know, I'm it, it, you know, I'm not I'm not sort of proud of that these two guys yeah they didn't know they were being captured they they'd come up to drive us back to camp right so they're innocent they're from the mt section they're they're not the four guys me and the other three guys that have nicked the yacht they don't name they were asleep below decks they've got no idea what's happening so literally made them walk the plank put them in this life up i mean we did we did we saw a light we saw a lighthouse and we sort of in the middle of this shipping channel we sort of headed towards it as close as we could and then just cut the rope mate and um they drifted off and i just remember seeing them because they span in our wake a bit they were doing this 360 and these two sort of you know pale faces we were pissed we didn't have to sail the thing they thought they were going to sort of drown at sea we're going off into the middle of the baltic you know but anyway we we uh cut them adrift we could hear and the other thing is the maydays alerts were going off so it was all we could hear all night was mayday 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 all shipping be be on the lookout for the british yacht cormoran so uh we could hear all this turn that thing off is that, is that because someone had realised it had been stolen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, we peeled the letters off. I, I remember leaning over the, 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 you know, the back of the ship and um, the yacht, and I peeled the letters off. So, so it read more on, right? So I've taken off the CDO and the, uh, you know, the ANT. So it said more and we put up a German flag. So we're now the German yacht more one, right? And um, Anyway, we just drift off through the night and, um, you know, I passed out. Everyone's like passing out left, right and centre. Uh, I kind of woke up in the morning. And, um, if you've ever been on a boat in a, in a, in a harbour, you know, when a, when a boat goes past you, there's that you start, you're generally pretty calm and then you ripple, don't you? And, and I woke up and I was like rocking. The, the, the boat was rocking. And I was thinking, fuck, that was a mad dream I've just had, you know. And, and I was thinking, Oh, that's a big boat that's going past us because we're still rocking, you know, five minutes later. And I'm thinking, that's not right. And I, and I this is in the morning. <clears throat> I wake up and I go up up on deck and um, there's my mate there and Geordie. They're sort of just slumped in with a tiller, right? And it's just a pit. It's just fog. Everywhere is just fog. I couldn't see any land, nothing. And I'm like... Now we it wasn't a dream. We actually done it. You know, we we're in the middle of the Baltic, and um, I woke, you know, uh, me up, and I said, "You know, Chief, where are you? Where are we?" He goes, "I don't know, Nick. I, I fell asleep." You know, I said, "Well, what bearing have we been on?" He goes, "I don't know." And I thought, okay, you know, we're in the shit. You know, <laughs> and uh, 
I was like, well, we've got no charts, um, you know, other than me was still asleep. And, you know, this this realisation just dawns on you. You know, you're thinking about these two lads, right, you phone overboard, you're like, oh, hang over from hell and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, I got this roadmap out, right, and um, this BAR roadmap, and I'm going through it. It's got to be a bit on Denmark. And, yeah, lo and behold, a bit of Keel was in was in the, one of the last sections of the map. Was Keel, you know, blue strip of ocean, and I'm like, well, we've come out of Keel. If we go north, if we go on, you know, northerly bearing, we must unless we've gone too far east into East Germany. If we go, if we stick north, we can hit land. We've got to hit land somewhere. Uh, somewhere. So, um, so that's what we did. So we went north got northerly bearing and we've been on the motor all night so we're in on this diesel engine all night we've got no life raft and uh, we don't know how to sail but when we set this you know you can know how to set a compass we set the sort of bearing to north and we just chugged off into the soup you know into this pea soup and um you know you can imagine it's quite a long day um through the through the fog through the mist eventually clears sort of mid-afternoon <clears throat> And, um, you know, uh, then we get into a storm, you know, a bit of a squall blows up and um, we're thinking, well, we by this point, we've we managed to put a sail up because we, we thought we can run out of diesel, you know. And we put this sail up and um, we're still on northerly bearing and, you know, late, late afternoon, we see land, we're like, land, ahoy! you know, you can imagine. We thought, oh, my God, it's like a lifeline, you know. And so we just handrailed this sort of this coastline. We're, we're still about three miles offshore, two, three miles offshore. We just handrailed this coastline, and just and I'm look, I'm fun, you know, looking through this map, thinking, oh, is there any harbours or anything? And I thought we can't go another night. Do you know what I mean? Because we can run out of diesel. We had to take the sail down because it got really, you know, got re really um, windy. Like it's quite a storm blowing and. You know, rough seas, and you know, at one point, I go to take the uh, main sail down. It got stuck on something, and we got heeled over. And I'm literally, I'm, I'm dangling over the edge. You know, my feet are in the water. I'm, I'm, you know, we got no life jackets on, nothing like that. Um, you know, it's bit, it's getting to be a sticky situation. We're getting, you know, deeper and deeper into it. You know, and um, eventually, uh, we're saying, well, what's the options? You know, what have we got? Well. We can't, we ain't got no life raft. We can't swim ashore, you know. We can have to run aground, you know. If we don't see anything, we're just going to have to run this thing into the rocks. And that, you know, also didn't sit right. And then late, late afternoon, we just saw like a ferry in the distance going into a, obviously going into a harbour. So we thought, <laughs> follow that ferry. And we saw this, we saw this harbour before the, the main ferry port. And um, we decided to put on the sailing put on sailing suits because we thought, you know, you know, the authorities are looking for us. We still, you know, still calling out May Days and um, taking the sails down, got the engine started up and we sort of just, you know, punted into this, um, into this ferry and that, and yeah, right in front of us, there was um, Danish uh, police um, on the ferry and we thought, that's it, they've come for us. But sort of just bluff your case a bit, started, scrubbing the decks down and we'd wave to him and stuff like this and um, Craig he, he managed to 
we managed to because we came in too fast you know wind behind us we were like <laughs> i don't know about i don't know seven eight knots into you know you, you need to take the gas off so we just managed to swing around it drop everything and just managed to to moor it up and um first thing we did um start cleaning the cleaning the decks down the police guard come up came alongside us to a crawl he, he just sort of looked across at us like this and we sort of looked at him and he just carried on going. He saw the name on the on the boat, you know, Moron, saw the German flag. He's looking for a British British yacht more Cornwall, you know. And um, you know, we got away with it, um, packed packed some kit up in a sail bag, you know, some DOS bags. I just wrote a note downstairs, gone fishing, left a little note and um well, we just walked off from the harbour. We come across this pub and we just sat down and we just had a beer and we were like, fucking hell. We have this drink, this uh this um this bar major brings over four four large pints. Yeah, we haven't got much money, that's the other thing. So we got no money. I did have a credit card, nothing on it. Pours our four beers. It's like that ice cold in Alex, you know, thing. And we're looking at the beer, this sort of, you know, this sort of trip down the edge of it and uh just knock these beers back and it's like now um and we just thought you know the fuck we're going to get out of this you know and, and um we're in denmark we've made the crossing uh thankfully you know we haven't caused any damage to the yacht we have these beers and we thought let's let's just make our way uh jump on the train and get to copenhagen we thought we're little we'll have one night on the piss and then um then we'll think about it because everything gets resolved after the night on the piss doesn't it <laughs> Um, so uh, we jump on the train. Um, you know, like I say, we haven't got any currency, we haven't got any cash as it is. We've got a few Deutschmarks, I think. And um, uh, we're getting to Copenhagen, right? So, and we got this sail bag, it has got the you know, we took from the from the yacht, it's got our DOS bags in. And we thought, well, we'll leave this in left luggage. And we're in the middle of this platform, in the middle of this sort of concourse, you know, there's loads and loads of people walking around. And we're just stuffing this um, um, this bag into, into the left luggage. And two of my mates, um, buddies who's in training with, sort of walk, walk up to us and he goes, all right, lads, what are you up to? And we go, oh, we'll leave. And he goes, well, we go, what are you doing? He says, oh, we're in the tall ships race with the British Army. We've come from Kiel. And we're like, oh, fuck. He goes, what? I says, are you with the instructors from Kiel? Like, and he goes, yeah, we're all of the headshed are here. He goes, we're looking for these four lads who have nicked this yacht. I said, what? He said, did you hear about these four blokes who nicked this yacht? And I said, what about the two lads that got chucked overseas? He goes, they're all right. He goes, how do you know about them? And I was like, fuck it. And I goes, oh, well, oh yeah, we somebody told us about it type thing. So we bluffed that off and um, they left. We thought, oh, we've got to get out of this station <clears throat> because the the headshed from um, Kiel, we're in that station. And we've just, we've just literally got the key in the lock, turning this thing, <clears throat> and, it, and it's sort of like a parting of the crowd. And, and like 100 metres away, we just locked eyes with this um, warrant officer who was who was in charge of the uh, of the sailing British Army sailing centre, and he just he just pinged us. Do you know what I mean? It was just a pure pure sort of fluke, and um, and he, same thing goes. All right, lads, what are you up to? We go give him the same thing. 
He goes, oh, you know, we're on leave. And, and then his oppo said, oh, I recognise you from, from Kiel. Sure, you're not from Kiel. And so there we are, right? So we've achieved the objective. We're in Copenhagen. We've we've had we've had a drink. We've we've sort of met the we've met the objective. We've got no money. This WO one is actually in the MP, so he's in the the military police, but he's on he's actually on detachment where he's looking after this sailing centre. And so now we're faced with this choice. So you've always got a choice, and this is this is one of the key sort of elements of uh, that I've learned about that. You know, you always have a choice, right? And our choice at that time was we either knock these two guys out and go on the run or we we look at the other option you know and uh i said hold on a minute and it was i said look we'll have a little chin chin wag and he says look listen that he goes if it's you if you're the guys if it's you i'll say that you handed yourselves into me and that is a massive lifeline you know that's not being caught that's handing yourself in so we went, uh, fair enough, it's us, you know. And he was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. He goes, <clears throat> well done, lads. He goes, you made a really good choice. And it really stayed with me, that. And um, he goes, first thing he said to us after that, he goes, where is she? We're like, where's who? <laughs> he goes, where's the cornwall? So we said, oh, it's in, it's in Rodby Harbour, you know, um, and uh, he goes, right. And he sent his oppo and he goes, right, go make a phone call. I said, oh, just so you know, it's now called the Moron, right? <laughs> anyway, so off he goes. The uh, the W01, right? He goes, listen, Ed. He goes, you made a really good choice. Come with me now. But I'll, I'll stick to my word. I'll say you ran yourself in. And he went, found the um, found the local old bill on the station. They locked us up on the station. And he was going off to this tall ships race. And he said, well done, lads. He goes, all right. Um, I'll see you again, no doubt. Anyway, this is the key thing is really is that we just said, look, you know, we're starting to go on the piss. You forget all sorts of detail, don't you? So we said, nobody remembers anything. All we remember is waking up in the morning and then trying to get to land and then trying to hand ourselves in at the earliest opportunity. That's the story <clears throat> because nobody wanted to incriminate anyone. So we get picked up by the old bill and they take us um, in this in this sort of meat wagon through Copenhagen. We can see we're going through, you know, downtown. We see all the lights, all the action, just looking out the back window with the bars on. And we get put in a prison in um, in Denmark. And then um, then uh, basically we got, I don't know how many nights we're in there, but then the British come up, the military come up and we got taken to the SIB which is um, the Special Investigation Branch. And we got took straight to them, right? And um, it was it was literally interrogation, you know, before, before, I had the, before I had the interrogation. So it's interrogation. And, um, you know, straight out the Sweeney, you know, when he comes in a cup of tea, you know, glass of water, sort of plastic cup sort of thing. And... Um, it's like, <clears throat> I was the last one to get interrogated. So I've been stood up like, I don't know, eight, 10 hours or something. Get into this room. He goes, right, Nick, how are you doing? Come in, sit down, you know. He says, do you want a cup of tea, mate? This, this is the oppo, right? Do you want a cup of tea? I goes, yeah, love one. He goes, right, tell us um, tell us about this story then. So I, I'm drinking the tea like this. I've got to drink this tea. I was like hanging out. I have this tea first before I tell him. 
because um, I knew what the other lads would have said, you know. And uh, I said, look, well, where do you want to know from? You know, and he goes, you know, tell us from, uh, I said, you know, when you're in Kiel, when you're in Kiel, I said, well, we went out on the piss. Yeah, we know all that. The lads are telling us how you went out on the piss. Tell us when you got back to, uh, got back to the sailing club. I said, well, look, you know, the first thing I can really remember is waking up in the morning. He goes, fuck you, lying bastard. He went, Poof. The, the drinks are off the table. His mate's got me up against the wall. It's like a replay of the other thing that I had in years to come. Up against the wall, goes, you lying shit. He goes, gee, you're getting fucking 10 years for this. They they wanted to give us 10 years. We were going to be the first British soldiers to be charged with piracy for 200 years. That's what we were getting charged with. I mean, it was like piracy, um, endangering life, danger to international shipping, drunk in charge of a vessel crossing borders. I mean, the charge sheet was two sheets of A4, right, that they were scheming up. He goes, you're getting 10 years for this. You know, you don't know how much shit you're in. And I'm like, he goes, so you better fucking wise up because all your mates have, have already told us is you, right? So just tell the story and, you know, we're, you know, it's going to, it's going to look better on you. It's going to, you're going to get an easier sentence or whatever. He goes, so off we go. And so, so I said, can we have a cup of tea? He goes, fuck off, you know, to sell his... Anyway, so I'm like, I woke up on the yacht and he up against the wall again, you know, all this thing. Oh, we didn't we didn't budge from the story, that's it. And he didn't get anything. That's all they got from us. Got back to camp eventually. And then you go through, you get, you get another bollocking. We were on, like, close arrest for months and months, which meant, you know, you, you confined to camp. You paraded three times a day in number twos, like best kit. You weren't allowed on any bars on camp. All you could do was go to work um, and then go back to the block, and then you'd be at the guardhouse parading. And now they went against Queen, Queen's Regs doing that, and we had a sense that they were they were kind of doing that because they didn't know. They thought they were just going to wash their hands of us, and you know, and that'd be the end of it. So they just treat us how they want, really. Um, but in answer to your question, um, what what the military, you know, the values of the military are about discipline, about rank, or about you know um, uh, loyalty and all this kind of thing. And and if we if we were going to go to court martial, if it was going to go even to civilian, then it would be in the public domain. And months and months went by, and eventually, about eight months later. Um, Peter Billier was our um, was our brigadier, right? So he was ex, obviously ex SAS in charge of the um, special forces in the Gulf. And um, but at this time, that's before that. But he he was now a brigadier in charge of like, our division in Germany, and he it was he landed on his desk, right? So it's down to him. Were we going to get um, court martialed, or was he going to give RCO extended powers? So. A brigadier can do that, give a CO extended powers, because CO can only give you 28 days in the extended powers, you can double the sentence, 56 days. So, you know, we were told, like he said, like if these lads can get can navigate across the Baltic where not cause any harm to the in to anybody, like because the lads got picked up or to the ship and you know hang themselves in, then um, you know. I think it, you know, it said it was a good sense, uh, show good initiative. 
and um, he gave the CO extended powers. So we got 56 days in Colchester. I mean, it was like unheard of because they were for a long time. It went from 10 years, right? You're getting two years. You're getting dis- you're getting court martial, dishonourable discharge. And of course, that was a huge pressure. We weren't allowed to drink at this point, and um, you know, there was no there was no relief for us. I mean, we were like like we had like leprosy. You know what I mean? Uh, people just you know, a few people were stayed loyal to you that I'm still loyal to now. But obviously, you don't want to kind of hang around people that are getting court martialed, right? And then it, it went to him. It came back that we now getting see we're on CO's orders, right? And um, so we go into see in, into orders, um, and uh, he goes, "You accept my award? Yeah, yeah. Of course, we accept your award. We grab onto that." He goes, "Right, I've got extended powers. You get fifty six days in Colchester, and we're like, and soldier on. This was the thing. We weren't getting we weren't getting dishonourable discharge. Fifty six days in soldier on, and we're like, oh, God for that, you know. I mean, you could do fifty six days, right?" So, so we got basically, you know, sent to Colchester. But the but the twist in the tail, right? I mean, you've heard of Colchester, right? Everybody in the services has heard of Colchester. It sort of, you know, it sends a shiver down your spine. The kind of the name of it. And and um, when we got we got flown back to Germany, handcuffed on a plane, you know, taken through a side exit and all this. And I just remember getting handcuffed onto this onto this bus. You know, those green army buses used to go to ranges on. And part of me is thinking, oh, I'm home. I'm like, you know, I'm back in the UK. Happy days. And, and then you think, oh, actually, I'm not going on leave. I'm going to, going to college. And, um, you know, it is it is um, quite a thing to think about um, a place to go to. And um, that first morning, like you wake up there and they put us in the same room together and we're in, for the first night it's sort of like a holding cell and um there's on the mondays a big sort of commandant's parade right and before you go on the parade you're lined up you've got a wing which is all of the you know military that doing time that go back to units right they're soldier on then you've got d wing they're doing up to two years they're getting they're doing a sentence and they're getting discharged from the army or even doing two years and then going into a civilian prison right so you've got A wing on one side, D wing on the other side is parade square. And then uh, the RSM comes out. And we're, we're like, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, we're obviously fucking nervous. Like, you know, we don't know what the, the sketch is or anything. But we're on parade and um, this RSM comes out. And I'm thinking, oh, I've mechanising somewhere. He just calls our names out. He goes, wild man. He calls out the other females. He goes, Get out here, one pace, Mark. And what we, this is in front of everyone. Take one pace forward like this. I know you four fuckers from somewhere. And I'm like, oh my God, it's the guy from Kiel. You know, the guy we've handed ourselves into, you know, a year later is now the RSM at Colchester. And uh, it was just like, it was the, like the full circle of the story, really. And um, anyway, we got we got an easy ride really from the rest of the soldiers under sentence, as they're known, because there's quite a lot of violence and intimidation and all that kind of stuff in that place. We got an easy ride, and um, even on the inspections, he would come in. You're allowed one photo 
you know you didn't sleep on your bed because your bed has to be immaculate you're sleeping on the floor Every, everything you own has got to be like in a sheet of a4 paper like combat jacket all your kit it's all it's immaculate it's unbelievable and, i mean the routine there is pretty it, well it's known as the harshest penal regime in the country you know uh, that's civilian and military and um you're allowed one photo inside of your locker and on on the annual on the weekly inspection that the the, the commandant would do we come around one of the rooms as well you had to open your locker and i'd taken a picture of the four of us when we landed at, at Rocky harbour with our arms around the shoulder you know next to this and you can read the, the moron right next to the boat. So I've put that up on the inside of my locker. Anyway, he comes in and he goes, oh, right. and, and, you know, he's like sat on your bed. He goes, tell us, you know, tell us what, what bearing were you on? You know, it's like, great, you know. And, and uh, you know, it was just, it was just, um, it's just how the military do things, isn't it? They got a sense of humour at the end of the day. But so much so, when we got back to the unit, our colonel, the guy, Given us the sentence, he puts in the army sailing team. So me and me and my best mate, um, the chief as call him, he um we entered the army sailing, we come third in the army championships because we were we got then got trained out to do dinghy because dinghy sailing, right? So we were sailing every week and um so we come so the so we won the arm the regimental cup, put got put and the and the colonel had to then present us with a with a trophy about, you know, a couple of months after we come out of Colsa. So it all turns into a laugh and joke, you know, we had we had pirate we used to have pirate dudes in the squadron. Friends, thank you for listening to the Bought the T shirt podcast. Please like, subscribe and share. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Username Chris Thrall. Instagram, Chris.thrall. Thank you.